0: Hello, this is Timmy Black and welcome once again to another episode of uh, The Lives of Contemporary Artists Now, I gotta tell you, I'm a little worried Let me tell you what I'm worried about You know what I'm worried about? I'll tell you what I'm worried about This is what I'm worried about I'm worried because my kid, my son, my, my son Tommy, my 16-year-old son Tommy told me that he wants to be an artist. Yeah, just like, just like, just like Louis XVI and, 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 and Donald Trump and, and Jesus Christ, Tommy also wants to go into his father's business. He wants to be an artist. Or in his words, I want to go to the studio every day just like you and do whatever I want. Well, that makes two of us, but it's not so easy. Anyway, instead of panicking, instead of panicking, which would have been the emotional response, I decided not to disabuse him of this potentially... Catastrophic impulse, but instead to avail myself of my vast resources, my wide network of contacts, and expose him to as many artist-type people I could possibly find. So I I started with uh, I started with, of course, my inbox. Uh, as you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, but it's it's worth repeating. It's worth repeating. Everybody, and I mean. Everybody wants to be featured on my podcast. I mean, my inbox is so bloated, so packed. You know, Google, they they are so clever, they, they, they've got me spending, I think it's 20 bucks a month, $20 a month, something like that, just to store my crap on the cloud, whatever the cloud means, because, because all these emails from all these artists are just gumming up my storage capabilities and I'm, I'm out 20 bucks a month like a hoarder renting a container in some industrial park anyway not important this is what I did what I did was together with Tommy we made kind of a game we, we randomly selected about two dozen emails and at great personal risk we clicked the links that were sent to us every link, every link they sent me which of course led to to, to this marshland of websites and uh, resumes and videos and, and and oh my god artist statements and and, and all these tepid testimonials and glossy, reproductions and transcripts of past lectures and outlines of future lectures and, and manifestos and invitations to to uh, to to attend seminars and, and and advertisements to for workshops. I mean it was a dizzying orgy of desperate self-promotion, but like I explained to Tommy, being an artist is not like owning a bakery. I mean, I mean, everybody needs bread. Now, remember, we live in Los Angeles, so of course, that led to a classic teenage digression where Tommy listed all of the people he knows that don't eat carbs. I, it was like, I don't know, it was like, from Samuel to Malachi, he went on without a pause, from friends to, to, to friends' parents, to teachers, to neighbors, to athletes, to YouTube celebrities. I mean, he went on and on and on, and I finally told him to, to pipe down because I was getting the impression that I was the world's last noodle eater, and, and I was feeling fat, and, and, and it was making me feel guilty, and, and, and I'd forgotten what it was we were doing online to begin with. I mean, if if Tommy, if Tommy told me he wanted to be an accountant, none of this would have happened. And it's hard enough to raise kids and, and teenagers especially. And all I'm thinking about is, 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 is when can I go back to my studio and, and do whatever I want? Anyway. Now that real life is resuming in its corporeal form, I started taking Tommy to openings, to art openings, yeah, and and to to artist talks and and, 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 and to artist panel discussions. I figure he should be exposed not only to the supplicating side of the professional artist, but also to the fully realized, fully self-confident, powerful side of of the creative life. So of course, like everybody else, he hated openings. And I, I really didn't have a good way of explaining to him why no one was paying any attention to the art. And the the artist talks didn't exactly go much better listening to somebody earnestly go on and on about their practice it it wasn't exactly spellbinding for a 16 year old and i have to tell you tommy stumped me when he asked me why they kept calling it their practice i mean what are they doctors and i had no good answer for that but the panel discussions those were a little bit better though at least they were more efficient i mean that way we could pick off five or six artists all at the same time and sometimes sometimes we actually hit on someone who had a sense of humor but but tommy is a good horseshit detector and he doesn't have much of a filter and he can spot pretentious flimflammery in a new york minute so even these panels became became tiresome after a while but (laughs) The funny thing is that the last panel discussion we went to was called, get this, Artists and the Imposter Syndrome. Which we both found sort of ironic and, 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 and pretty much an act of God. We both we both recognized that this whole process, this this research project of ours wasn't terribly helpful, and we recognized we both We both recognize, in our own manner, the obvious conundrum of witnessing imposters masquerading as experts, warning of a basic human condition, describing it as a set of, I don't know, symptoms, and pretending that if we all acknowledge that suffering from self-doubt is a universal predicament and that somehow, miraculously, we'll all develop a sort of Herd immunity, if we only redefine excellence as a classist form of elitism, and then we can celebrate our mediocrity with alliterative catchphrases. Now, you may argue reasonably that imposter syndrome is not that alliterative, but that only strengthens my point. Being an artist, I told Timmy, is playing the long game it's it's not it's not like squid games or 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 white fragility or or the keto diet no no it's not a fad it's not a popularity contest and it certainly isn't going into the studio and doing whatever you want it's more like being well like Samuel and, and Malachi, and, 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 and Jeremiah, and, and, and Job for that matter. It's being a prophet. It is the ecstatic syndrome. It's about putting into form your own delusional hallucinations and somehow turning them into universal monuments to human endeavor. And, and, and when people throw their hats into that fiery ring and, and feel unworthy and feel unprepared and feel like they are imposters, well, guess what? They, they probably are imposters. And there's not enough TED Talks in the world that, that's going to get around that inconvenient fact. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. There's no, there's no failure more noble. more pathetic but if you work hard and and I I mean really really hard and you still come up short if you if you if you give your whole heart and work with honesty and passion and still don't reach any significant level of genuine achievement then well Well, Tommy, you can always inherit the family business and become the new podcast host of the lives of contemporary artists.